0: Okay, in Philippians chapter 2, you guys pray for me, I'm very tired today, my back is hurting, and I'm murmuring and complaining. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, you know, when you're 54, it's just just second nature to complain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That is definitely the word I need to hear. (laughs) Uh, Okay, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. The sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. So we're on page... Uh, six of the handout we're on um, we we just got to item number five but I, I had one more thought about murmuring and complaining uh, that uh, murmuring complaining in general is a bad idea in a Christian's life it is a very serious issue and complaining and discontentment against God's plan is dangerous so let me just say that one more time murmuring and complaining in general is a bad idea in a Christian's life it is a very serious issue but complaining and discontentment against God's plan is dangerous. So that's uh, that's we, we, we read num- number six last week. And, uh, and I thought we ought to end off with that thought. So here we are on item number five, moving forward, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God. So that's verse uh, 15. That, uh, well, 14, do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom he shine as lights in the world. And so you see that where it says, don't murmur and, and, and do, the, do things without murmurings and disputings. And verse 15 is why? That you may be blameless and harmless. It's hard to be blameless and harmless when you have a negative disposition, when you're complaining. And, you know, it's not just that we complain about, man, I wish I didn't have to, dig this ditch in the rain. You know, it's not just that. Usually it's directed at someone. That's, that's often the, 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 the piercing of a sword kind of complaining when you are directing your, your complaint at someone. And so the point, the point is here is that we are to be like Christ. You know, you never saw the Lord Jesus complaining. You never saw him, you know, directing complaint because of someone or something. Now he often did rebuke, he did rebuke and 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 say the things that need to be said, but it was because they needed to be said. it wasn 't just to say, "How dare you treat me like this you know and, and and if anyone that in human history has ever had a cause to complain about his condition, certainly the Lord Jesus could have complained <laughs> but listen that 's what made the Lord so unique and special is he was always spiritually minded. He was always heavenly minded. He was always thinking in a godly way, Brother Alby. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was murmuring and complaining though. He was I
1: didn't want to do this.
0: Right. Right. And 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 that he was directing prayer. He was he was saying and, and, and listen, that that is that, that's not wrong to say, Lord If it's your will, let this situation be changed. But of course, and and we've we've mentioned this before, that he would spend, he would say one time, if it be your will, you know, let this cup pass from me. But he would spend, you know, more, much more time praying, not my will, but your will be done. And that is, of course, the attitude that we need to have. Amen. And, and, And that's a good example of, okay, you have undesirable circumstances. What do you do with them? Take them to God. Take him to the Lord and, and ask for his help and, and strength intervention. Excuse me. And so do things without do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke. And listen, that is the focus of our if you're if you're saved and born again here today, our lives don't belong to us. We've said this many times, but our lives belong to Him, and so therefore our life on earth needs to be about Him. And it, the day does not belong to me. Now, listen, I wake up just like you do, you know, thinking my back hurts <laughs> or, or something, you know, how I feel. And the day is before me and I have to go to work. I don't feel like going to work. I'm tired today or whatever. Listen, that is entirely natural, but we are meant, not meant to be only natural. We are meant to be supernaturally helped to walk with God every single day. And so listen, every day has to start with, Lord, help me walk with you today. Help me to have the grace not to be under the circumstances, but help me to walk with you. And that's, listen, when when we live our lives like that, that's how we get the power to live supernatural lives, not just lives under the circumstances. And so uh, number five is that you may be blameless and harmless as sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. So letter A, that we may shine as examples of Christ in a crooked, corrupt world. This is the best reason to suppress all ungodly actions or words. And the thing is, is again, living in a carnal, sinful human body, like every one of us do, if you don't, if you don't, ask God, if you don't get God's help, it's just going to come out. Murmuring and complaining, you know, know, just the bitter attitude. And again, there's there's things that people do to you that are wrong. And again, the Lord Jesus is is as an example. He had things done to wrong to him constantly. And then there was just the the issues of life. And And then there was the fact that he was putting all other needs before his own. And at no point again, do you see the Lord Jesus bitter? You never saw him bitter. And again, it's just it comes naturally to us. We have this human nature that wants to be bitter about the way someone treated me or the way things are. And I I I I feel like I don't do a perfect job of not being bitter about things, you know. Especially when I see things like our country, you know. I, and I I hear pastors say he reads the news three times a day, short little bites. I, I can I can identify with that, but I don't. You know, I have trouble handling the news. You know, without being bitter, and so we have to ask, we have to get God's grace to walk with God and carry ourselves in a way that is pleasing to Him. And so, letter A again, that we may shine as examples of Christ in a crooked, corrupt world. This is the best reason to suppress all ungodly actions or words. And again, if we don't get God's help, they they will come out naturally as as carnal men and women. That those things they just they come out. And so, we're going to look at this letter I. To have a testimony like that, we have to constantly guard our hearts from ungodly perspectives. So turn with me to Proverbs chapter four, Proverbs chapter four and verse twenty. And so you see different times in Proverbs. You see Solomon saying, "My son." So he's speaking to. I think uh, certainly you could you could say there's my, maybe some larger ecclesiastical sense, but I think he's also talking to his son. And uh, and so this is the love and care of a father. So he says in verse 20, Proverbs chapter four, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So there are a lot of things in this passage. Proverbs always have... A lot of truth condensed in these short, (laughs) short little verses, you know, a lot of truth. I remember I, I I think I might have told you guys before, I I was teaching the youth years ago and I was going to go through Proverbs. I gave up after a little while (laughs) because there was so much in every single proverb. So I don't know. I don't know if that was uh, me that decided to do that and it wasn't Lord's will or I don't know, but uh, it was hard to teach Proverbs. (laughs) Especially the teenagers, you know, they're squirmy and, and, and distracted enough. <laughs> Come on now, can I get an amen? Anybody here raise some teenagers? <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, in, in verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And there's a lot of verses about the heart. You know, in the, the verse in Jeremiah that says, the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? In other words, just because you feel something, it doesn't mean it's a good idea. And it doesn't mean it will lead you in the right direction. old rock songs I used to listen to, you know, follow your heart. (laughs) You know, it's bad advice. It is bad advice to strictly follow. Now, obviously, not every feeling you have is a bad one. I love my wife. That's not a bad feeling. But there are plenty of things that are not good ideas that can come from the heart. Jealousy, rage, envy, all those things. And so listen, we, if you're born again here today, we are to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And we are to read the word of God and know God's leadership for our lives. Therefore, if something pops out of your out of your heart, as far as an emotion goes, if the Bible says it's a bad thing, then it's a bad thing. But when the Bible says husbands love your wives. That's a good thing. <laughs> so we need to ask sometimes ask God, Lord, help my feelings to fall in line, to be the way that they should be. Brother Alby. When
1: I was witnessing to, like, trying to live with testimony, mm-hmm. this guy that lived across the prison, I was over there helping him work on his truck. And I just looked off and hurt myself. And he says, Well, just say, I said, I know the language. I know the language. I'm trying not to, yeah. God's help, not to use that language because it would ruin my testimony with you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to live a Christian life. Amen. So that I pick up these words from the cartoons and stuff. And this guy used to say, rock and the rats up Yeah. Using those words, I mean, it's frustrating because it hurts. Yeah. I said, it doesn't help. It doesn't. It doesn't feel any so better if I say those words. Right. I said, so. I said all I would be doing is ruining my testimony.
0: With yeah. Jesus. Amen. So we have to, you know,
1: move like Christians around them because every little thing they're listening to. Yeah. And they watching. is hmm True. The devil giving them that little thing they see. Mm-hmm.
0: See, see you then. Amen. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, I, I saw an interesting quote from Mark Twain like a week ago or two weeks ago where he said, you know, you can tell a man by his adjectives, you know, his language, his language. You know, it certainly, it certainly doesn't tell you everything, but it certainly tells you something. And I, listen, I work on a Navy base. <laughs> and, you know, when I was in the Navy, language was bad. But listen, I, I know people, I mean, I know, man, I know people who, like every other word, literally, almost, like, like two or three times in a sentence. And sometimes that just, it drives me a little nuts. Not, not that I, hey, don't cuss around me, I'm a Christian. <laughs> I, I've never said that, you know, and I, I do have people apologize to me from time to time. And, and I'm like, look, don't, don't apologize to me, I'm not anybody, I'm just a dude. Uh, you know, it's I. I am trying to walk with God. I am trying to, to watch my own. But I'm not anybody that needs to be concerned about. But anyway, the um, the, 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 the the tendency of people to to just spout things. And I don't know. It, it seems like it used to be for emphasis, you know. And but you're you're not really communicating anything by by using that language.
1: Right. Yeah. God. Amen. That just stirs me. I, yeah. I have to say something. Somebody I whoa, whoa. whoa.
0: <laughs> I says, I don't don't blame God's, God. He didn't do this. He says, <laughs> God
1: had nothing to do with that. He yeah. says, you're talking about my Savior. Yeah. I said, when you cuss and carry on and say those other words, I said, that's you know, you've got a little bit of vocabulary, but <laughs> I just kind of not accept it, but it's... Yeah doesn't hurt the
0: core, like when they're
1: saying, taking God's name in vain. I said,
0: man. Yeah. It just goes right through me. I had an ADP guy one time, and he was talking to me about the computers, and he let something fly, Lord's name in vain. And I went, <laughs> like someone just poked me in the eye. I didn't say anything. He goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I don't know where we are. <laughs> to have a testimony like that, we have to constantly guard our hearts, uh, to, guard, to guard our hearts from God, ungodly perspectives. And so listen, every child of God, because you become a Christian, it certainly does not shut off everything else. Mm. We still have the same thing going on in our hearts and our minds. It's just that we have to choose day by day to walk with God and follow him. It's Gloria. Absolutely. You can't go
2: be pretending if yeah. you're not living it daily the show. But when I used to work on base, um, and you know how the office—I don't know how yours is—but we had several cubbies mm-hmm. in our office, and I won't go into the whole thing of what was happening, but it had gone on for a couple months. It was kind of personal uh, with my mom and all. But uh, and. Many frustrating things would happen. And it wouldn't be the first time that I had slammed the phone down because mm. that was how I got my frustration out <laughs> instead of saying something. But one day.
0: The anyway, phones I used I, to be sturdier, too.
2: Anyway, but I had actually been witnessing to my coworkers off and on as, as, as things would happen, uh, come up. But anyway, this particular day, yes, I slammed the phone and. It, some people wouldn't even consider it a bad word, but it was a bad word. Mm. Um, and the next thing I heard was, it's about time <laughs> for my
0: co-worker. Okay. <laughs> and I, I was like, what? <laughs> I, I didn't even know why she yelled it's about time. She's like, I knew you couldn't
2: not say those words forever and just started going on Oh, about, wow. It's about time I said a bad word. I was like, I was just like devastated because, <laughs> I mean, I actually thought I completely Ruined my mm. testimony and everything, but it actually turned into a witness an opportunity of just because you are saved and your sins are forgiven, it doesn't mean you're perfect. No, and so thankfully I, I was able to turn around. But what that told me was I had no idea she's looking for me to do something wrong, yeah, you
1: know, That's and obviously true.
2: I can accommodate yeah. that quite easily, <laughs> 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 but, but I mean, I. I Never, yeah, in a million years. But that really pointed out to me yeah. how people do watch yeah. and listen,
0: yeah, to what you do. Yeah, and I had I had a coworker, and he wasn't even talking about me, uh, as far as I know. But uh, he 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 was talking to somebody else, and he mentioned how those people that don't drink, you know, those goody two shoes. Yeah, I could know. You know, <laughs> and, and it, it didn't really bother me, but it just it does kind of go, go. Some people, if you are walking a different path. Then, you know, that, 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 you know, I've never talked to the guy about how, how you, you shouldn't drink. What's wrong with you? I've never said anything like that. And yet at the same time, you know, people just noticing you're not exactly the same as them. And they'll, you know, they can use it as a, as a way of attacking you or attacking uh, what you believe. And so, um, to, so we just read in Proverbs 4. And then if you look in, uh, it's there in your notes, but it's also Luke six forty-five. This is the Lord Jesus speaking. He says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the, of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. <clears throat> it's pretty extraordinary. He says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man... Out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. And I don't have the verse in front of me, but I believe it's in James, where it says that um, uh, that out of the same out of the, out, out of the same mouth comes forth bitter and, and 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 salt and fresh water. Thank you. And and listen, it ought not be in a Christian's life. And so the thing is, is if you don't, if you're not careful, if you're not watching that and daily asking for God's help, then that it can be the case. And I, I've told you before about Christians I've known who have said, they said, I'm a Christian, and at the same time, they will tell you dirty jokes. They will, they will laugh and, 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 and go on about the worst things. Hey, listen, that ought not be. You know? So listen, and, and just like Gloria said, listen, if you do name the name of Christ, people will take note of the tenor of your life. And so, and, and there will be people who are looking for opportunities to dismiss you as a Christian because they can find some reason. And it's not... Listen, we're not perfect. And so we need to be careful to, to maintain that, that testimony as well. Because I say I'm a Christian, that does not mean I'm perfect. I will make mistakes. And that, that, that it will help to walk humbly. Humbly and meekly as we go through this life as well. If you go around haughtily... Bragging about your spirituality or whatever, then that is also going to discredit our testimony. So I have a couple of things I want to share with you before we close this area off. They're not in your notes; they are in mine. So we've been looking at letter I there to, te- to have a testimony like this. We have a, to constantly guard our hearts from ungodly perspectives. I have a letter I I. I don't know how to say that. So you know, you notice back in Philippians chapter two, it says uh, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke and so this thought of without rebuke i want to look at that in titus chapter 2 and verse 1 titus chapter 2 verse 1 give you guys a second i'm rushing because i want i want to get to get to this before we get closed out half my sunday school class is leaving (laughs) what did i say (laughs) yeah yeah i know i know i'm just i'm just funny you're missing the best stuff let me just tell you so, <laughs> Titus chapter two. You guys read this when you get a chance. Titus chapter two <laughs> verse one. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, charity in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men likewise exhort to be sober minded in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. That's a very important point right there, to having no evil thing to say of you. Verse nine: Exhort servants to be obedient. Unto the, excuse me. Exhort o- servants to be obedient unto their own masters, and to please them well in all things. Not answering again, not purloining, not showing, uh, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Let me tell you, this is a very wonderful chapter to have in your life as we walk through this world, especially in this age of social media. Because, listen, in social media, it's like a lot of things in life, but it's, it's magnified that if you follow the way people tend to think and act... On social media, that also falls true for practically every form of entertainment. But it seems to be magnified in social media. The idea of you just basically fall to the lowest common denominator. And listen, there's plenty of young people that are all being influenced by this. And I probably shouldn't say young people. It's it's pretty much everybody on social media. If you are if you're able to be influenced by others, then listen, you're going to be influenced by a race to the bottom. And so we need to be careful about what we allow to influence us. But these things that he says in here about being careful with your words, being sober minded, being, you know, and, and it's not, I don't think it's saying that you can't have fun, that you can't be joyful. I think it's just the opposite. But you ought to be careful about the things you talk about, not just being drunk with your words. You know what I'm saying? Just saying the first thing that pops off your lips, that's dangerous. I can't tell you. There have been a few times, several times, uh, as an older adult, that I have thanked the Lord that I did not say everything that came to mind. Like when I see Cody. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's somebody's job to come and point their watch. what <laughs> And so, um, anyway, so it says, uh, um, "Sound doctrine," uh, but say the things that that uh, 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 verse eight. Um, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Uh, where's the first it's talking about sound doctrine? Anybody see it? Number one? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. We don't need to have a, a mixed message in our life. We need to be very careful that we walk and follow the Lord Jesus and uh, and speak those things. And so um, and there was there was just so many good things in this passage. Um, and, and then verse eight, where he says that they may have no have being uh, that he that is of the contrary part. In other words, he that is speaking against the kinds of things that you say. If you're if you're if you're saying the Lord Jesus is our hope, he has the right ways for me to walk. And some of it is contrary to that. If they want to look for something to say against you. And Bob has told me about, about, about young people that have talked to him. And said, yeah, but this, 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 and this. It's not about me. It's not about, it's not about whether I am the perfect Christian or not. It's about the door Jesus. It's the hope that every single person has. And so um, then I had this last note. Oh, we're out of time. Uh, okay, no, we don't have time. We'll, we'll, we won't get to the end of this. Okay, thank you guys. Appreciate your patience. Yeah. The, the best adage of all of what
1: you feed on is what you are, whether it be food, whether it be yeah.
0: language, whether it be TV. Yeah. What you feed on is what you are. You feed on bad things. Yeah. What will be bad? Yeah, and that, that's absolutely true. That's the way life is. And we, we, again, we have to ask God for, to help us to be, to be wise with the choices that we make. And, and just like Bob said, what you, you are what you eat, and you are what you take in, yeah. what, you, what you bathe in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so we need to we need to be careful about that. closing it up right now, sir. all right <laughs> thank you, Lord, for this time we 've had. Thank you for your word, and we do pray that you give us the grace to follow you closely and to be like you to this world and to to those around us to, to those in our lives or those that we know at work and and uh, also that we interface with lord uh in uh, in, in our our just day to day lives. Please help us to be like you, help us to speak the words of truth, help us to speak in in ways that 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 uh, that uh, adorn the doctrines of God. Lord, uh, please help us to, to do so in a way that is pleasing to you and glorifying to you. Please bless in the coming hour for your glory. Bless Pastor Ken. Give him the words to say. Give us open hearts to receive and uh, and and that we all be drawn close to you and blessed by you and bless all the needs that are here today, spoken and unspoken. And we thank you and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.